There are many obstacles in farming, so success stories are greatly appreciated. Through hard work, sound agronomy, and a new approach that took years to come to full fruition, grower Michael Taft was rewarded during his blueberry harvest. The overall average of the trials with redox produced on pack out around 1,800 to 2,000 pounds more packed out than what our conventional did. Look at how he got to the finish line next. Welcome to Redox Grows, an in-depth look at key issues affecting agriculture and the people that make it all happen. I'm Jim Morris with Redox Bionutrients, and I'm in Waresboro, Georgia, to find out more about a big breakthrough for a fruit grower. When these positives happen, it strengthens agriculture, and when stores are well-stocked with local nutritious food, that's a win for us all. Georgia is a major agricultural state, and you may be surprised at the number one fruit crop here. It's the blueberry, and I'm at a farm to learn more. I'm visiting with Michael Taft, who's in charge of fertility, integrated pest management, and irrigation for Mixon Farms. Nice to visit with you, Michael. Nice to meet you. I'm also visiting with Tim Feathers of Ag Nutrients, which is playing a significant role in helping this farm and many others in the south. Tim, good to visit with you. Good to have you here, Jim. Thank you for coming. So, Michael, let's start with you. What are some of the strengths and some of the challenges of growing crops here in Georgia? Well, we have pretty good weather, good soil. We do fight with weather being cold during our bloom and when the berries ripening, we have to run overhead. We do have, seems like every bug and disease known to blueberries show up in this crop. One of the things I wanted to ask you, too, is when it comes to weather, we had Hurricane Idelia recently. I don't know if there was much of an impact there, but when you talk specifically about weather, freeze, flooding, what are some of the big challenges to growing blueberries? Once the blueberry turns blue, we get evening thunder showers. It will split the berry, so therefore you have to wait maybe a day, two days, just depending on the weather after the storm to get back in and be able to pick it. You lose those berries that split. Blueberries are a very popular crop and the acreage is increasing throughout the U.S. Strike me as being fairly difficult to grow because they're you need to handle them gently. Is that right or is it an easier crop to grow than I would think? No, it seems like everybody thinks that you only deal with blueberries for three months out of the year while you're harvesting and the rest of the year you just kick back. But no, this is a uh, 12 months out of the year crop you have to stay on top of them. If you don't, it will definitely show up come production time. Interesting to hear about that year-round commitment. And harvest season is in the spring into early summer, but good point that you made that there's a lot of work on those other months too. So Tim, we're in a very specific area, in a special area. This uh, has significance for the productivity of the farm and also how ag nutrients and redox bionutrients have helped. Please explain. This particular block here was an expansion of a grower demonstration that started several years back where we were bringing more calcium nutrition to the program. We saw significant increases in bricks and in fruit quality and, and yield, but we also noticed that we have some significant taste in, 
improvements as well. But mortality, that was our main target, was to, to help fight mortality. Michael, Tim mentioned taste. Did your family help in all of this in a way? Yes, sir. One evening we came out, my son and my wife, and we were at one block, and they wanted to try a different variety, so we went to another block that had two different varieties, and once they started eating some of them, they didn't like the taste of them. And at first I didn't really know why, and then it, then I thought about it, and the block that we were previously at was a redox trial. At that time, I called Mr. Tim. He came over the next day, pulled some samples. He actually done a taste test. The ex-owner also done a taste test, and everybody seen a difference in it. I think Tim had the results of his testing that he did in the lab. Yes, and what we did is we tested bricks, and the untreated block, the higher points were 7, 7.5. The bricks in the treated blocks were 12 and, and, and even above 12. That is a significant amount of solids in difference. How did you get there, Tim? What kind of technology, what products were used here to get those results? Well, we begin with calcium. Everything is at the expense of calcium in the soil. We knew that we had a calcium deficiency when yield and quality is not uh, there. So we've attacked it with mainstay calcium, small amount of pinnacal from redox, both, both products. And then we also increased our DICAP applications as well. And Michael, when you see those kind of results, how important is redox to your success? Yeah, redox, in my opinion, is one of the best products on the market right now. As long as I'm on this farm, we will always have redox on it. Uh, I've tested many other products, and nothing seems to compare to redox. That being said, we're going to go wall to wall on the farm, all 900 acres under redox this coming year for 2024. Blueberries are growing in popularity, but there is a lot of competition. Tim, what kind of competition do Georgia growers face? Tell me about the different windows of production and when it, the fruit hits the market. Longitudinally, we're unique in our market because we follow Florida. And then, of course, the Carolinas will follow us and then on up the eastern seaboard to Michigan and Maine. So we get on that early part of the fruiting market which typically can give us some good prices, some good value for our crops if we meet the criteria for good quality. One other thing that we've done in Georgia is ex started experimenting and, and, and getting earlier varieties. And those earlier varieties have their own challenges because they're blooming during times of year in the spring where we're subject to these really hard, brutal freezes that they'll come out of nowhere and they'll follow an Indian summer where we have four to 12 days of 80 degree temperatures and the plant is in go mode. And then all of a sudden we have 40 mile per hour winds, a cold front with rain, and then behind that brutal temperatures that damage fruit and bloom. Interestingly enough, I heard today that Georgia does ship fruit into California for a period of the year. That's positive for these growers. On a negative side, you have a lot of imported fruit coming in, so it's a little bit of a balancing act and a, and a challenge to make things work? Yes, it certainly is. The farmer has to deal with 
everything that's stress related with weather, pest control, pest management, water management, freeze overhead protection, and the, and then they also have to deal with the marketing aspect and and the, and the timing of each fruit and where they can ship it. When you have markets that you can venture into with varieties, different varieties give you different windows of opportunity. And when we can ship to California, when we can ship to Maine, when they're not having blueberries, you know, yet, it it just gives the farmer a better opportunity to sell his fruit. So there are challenges, but there are also some rewards about this lifestyle. And I'm interested, Michael, that you're a first-generation person in agriculture. What do you like about all of this? Well, I just like the freedom and being outdoors, and I enjoy seeing what we do, you know, uh, growing the plant, seeing it from when it's just six inches high to it growing to a full mature plant, and the challenges that come with it. Sometimes it's fun to, to run into an issue and consult with other growers and people like Tim, and we we run down rabbit holes sometimes, and but then there's also times where just like the first initial trial that we did on this farm was in one of our blocks and it looked awful. And within, I would say a year, it done a 180. And in two years, I mean, honestly, we would have probably pulled the field in 2020, 2021 at the latest, but now it looks good and hopefully we'll have several more years of production on that field rather than having to pull it out and replace it. Tim, how much are you a detective in your work? And let's talk about this farm specifically and what Michael just mentioned and how you were able to help. Well, with this diverse group of varieties and with all the different age classes of each different varieties block, there's just always a challenge. There's always some type of change in color of leaves, cupping, uh, mortality just occurring out of the blue and it does take a lot of investigation and we what we do is we just we use a comprehensive approach. We may dig up a plant instantly and start inspecting roots. We will dig down and find the water table. We'll take tissue samples, soil samples and then we go back and look at history. What have we been applying lately? What's been the irrigation cycles? What's the moisture of the soil like? You know, and we just take all those data points in and come to some type of summary of a recommendation. Partnerships are so critical, and I'm glad to hear of this success story. And Michael, as time goes on, you have a family, you have two kids. Do they often get out in the fields? My son, he comes out here quite often with me. My daughter, she's she's living her own world working and schooling and so but yes my son does get out with me and i show him and he knows the name of every field and he's getting to the point that he's knowing which varieties are what and so hopefully within the next few years he can come on board with us and be an asset to this farm that would be great to have a second generation person from the taft family involved in farming so good to visit with you today michael thanks so much for your time yes sir thank you and tim very nice to visit with you again thank you jim so that will wrap up our episode you can go to agnutrients.com to find out more information and redoxgrows.com as well to find out more about all of our products in every single podcast episode i do want to thank michael taft and tim feathers for their time and comments 
Thanks for listening. 